Well, good morning and welcome to a special edition of Media Consultant. Uh, today we are going to take a total break in format and we have invited somebody who is one of our favorites, a woman we have worked with over the years, who is an absolute expert at recruiting media salespeople. And Keith has worked with her for years at CSS and I've worked with her with some of my clients. Absolutely love her. like to welcome Lucy Rice. And Keith, I'm going to let you do the formal introduction of Lucy here on Media Insultant. It's, it's my absolute pleasure because I've been in love with Lucy since the late 80s when she moved over from Spokane to, uh, to run sales at KXRX, I think. Uh, and I was at KMPS in Seattle, the late great KMPS. So we all worked at radio stations that no longer exist, which is really kind of fun. But you know, Lucy was always this, what you see is what you get. She was just just dynamic, thrill a minute, you know, just really, really doing great stuff. But she always had a great attitude, a great way about her with people. And and I just admired Lucy because she didn't take any shit from anybody. And, and to this day, that's the case. And what a thrill it was for me when I was at the Center for Sales Strategy and we recruited Lucy to join the firm and got a chance to do uh, consulting and training side by side with Lucy uh, for a number of years, and it was a, it was so great to finally get to really know her and uh, and spend a lot of time with her, and and that friendship exists uh, now 17 years later to today, and I, I'm I'm so grateful to not only call her a friend, but I think as a coach and as a consultant, uh, she's par excellence. So for us to be able to spend 20 25 minutes with Lucy talking about important issues relating to recruitment and selection and management and onboarding of, of media salespeople is really, really a, a treat. And by the way, you know, we're getting this for free. So this is, this is not the way Lucy typically works. So come on. You know, so this is, a, this is extra special for us. So Lucy, great to see you. Welcome to Media Insultant. Uh, look forward to kind of having this kind of free flow conversation about these issues with you today. So great to see you, my friend. Nice to see you, too. And I'd like to remind you that you and I, when we would do um, the management program at CSS, got the highest scores, just so you remember that. Keith was a close second, though, right? No, it was he and I together. He and I together got the best scores. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we we used to pound it in all the time. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Lucy, I've never asked you this, but you've had such a broad experience in so many areas in, in broadcasting, and particularly on the radio side of things. My question is, what was it about recruiting that got you, that turned into a passion for you? Um, observing the difference between really talented salespeople and the, their ability to grasp and perform so fast compared to, <laughs> in many cases, people that I would hire from another station that had a great reputation and I discovered that that great reputation was um, really good where they were at that moment, but certainly not transferring to, to a new location. It made me really understand how important innate sales talent is. Um, some people are wired to sell, some aren't. What, if you look back on your history, uh, do you have a hire that you thought, that's the best hire I've ever done? As a matter of fact, I do. And she's still a friend of mine, Um, somebody Keith probably knows. Her name is Kelly Chandler. She is now doing photography, uh, has her own photography studio, and by far as a human being and a seller and a great marketer, 
and I hired her from McCann Erickson as the McDonald's buyer. And she is by far one of the best. Well, we all have our worst hires. I'm not going <laughs> to ask you about that because, yeah, right. Oh, come on. You ought to. That's a fun one. <laughs> well, do you have a good story? I'd love to hear one. <laughs> uh, how about the guy that I hired in Spokane? So excited to come to work for us um, that the Friday before uh, he arrived, he sent a sheet cake that he'd purchased at the bakery that had the station's call letters on it. Beautifully done. Looking forward to joining this team. I thought that was a really creative way to, to show up to think about starting work. And on Monday at about 8.15, I said to my sales manager, so what time did you tell Bob we were starting today? <laughs> he said 8. And about 8.30, I said, have you heard from Bob? Uh, no, hadn't. About 9. We still hadn't heard from Bob. And, you know, none of us have still heard from Bob. Still to this day. Never showed up. Still to this day. Never showed up. Well, that beats. So is it safe to say? So is it safe to say the sheet hit the fan? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> safe to say that. That was a good one, Keith. <laughs> well, so so Lucy, Lucy, we keep hearing stories from managers about how, for, for particularly radio, and certainly I think this might extend to television as well these days, and certainly it's very much prevalent in print from my experience in, in, with those guys over the last five or six years. But has it ever been this tough to recruit salespeople? Never seen anything like it. And it's sales more than other positions in broadcast, that is. It's sales more than other positions. You know, what's the old saying? It's almost always never just one thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there are multiple things that are playing into this. Certainly, we start with the pandemic. It's harder to get out to see people. People were working from home, stuck at home. Uh, clients didn't want to see it see you. Um, so it was tougher, but I've never seen anything like it. Broadcast uh, doesn't have the same um, sexiness that it had 20 years ago. And so you add that to the mix. The gravy train of RFPs is not what it used to be. So you add that to the mix. It's just, I've I've never seen anything like it. So when it comes to recruiting in your markets, Lucy, how do you add how do, how do you how do you add to the top of that funnel? You know, the those incoming people that might be interested in broadcasting. Have you found anything that works particularly well? I've I've really been experimenting with things recently. I, I use ZipRecruiter. It posts to a hundred job boards, so I post everything there and every now and then I get really lucky. Uh, last week, I got really lucky, and I think we're going to place somebody in one of my Florida stations. But it is uh, it has to go back to the old numbers game then. Recently, I have been using buying some ads on Facebook, and it's had some success. Um, it's, it's working better than some of the things that have been typically working in the past. So I certainly recommend trying Facebook. One of the things that I'm doing here in in California right now, is I have created just a, a like a, a news feed posting um, that's a mm -hmm. sales posting, and I've given it to all of the people who work in this building and asked them to please post it on their um, news feed. 
so that we're reaching multiple people in the market that no other people. So I just did that on Friday. I don't know what that's going to lead us to, but hopefully that will work. Do you avoid the um, use of radio? The word radio? Do you? Oh, no. We, we always use radio. Good. Always use radio. Keith and I have talked about um, that. There, there's a lot of buzz in the business about replacing the word radio with audio. And, you know, I think Keith and I both are of the agreement that radio is still a sexier word than audio. So you can. Yeah, it is. Good. And what about so, LinkedIn? What about LinkedIn, Lucy? Have you used any LinkedIn? My ZipRecruiter uses LinkedIn. Those, and okay. every they post about a hundred job boards, and every now and then I will get somebody from there. And hopefully that's one of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, that is one of the things I often do is put no resume required because the best people don't have one, and the best people aren't actually looking at Zip Recruiter. So Facebook, I put no resume required. I'll screen them. I can screen them out pretty fast. You know, I, I'd rather waste. 45 minutes uh, looking through phone calls, then no 45 minutes because no resumes are there. So that's one of the things I've been doing recently. So if you're a sales manager, do you have to be recruiting all the time, Lucy? I I think you have to. I want to. Yes. Yes. The answer to that is yes and yes. But how much is all the time? And I'll give you a little, just a little example. Yesterday, I stopped at a retailer to do some stuff for my grandson, of course. And the, the sales guy that waited on me was highly interpersonal. First thing he did was shake my hand and ask my name and give me his name. And, and then he wanted to know if, if I was buying these clearance things, could he upsell me? Was there any chance of being able to upsell me? I'm um, just a real full of interpersonal skills and lots of command and control. And the minute I left there, I picked up the phone and I called my client in that market and said, Josh. His name is Josh and you need to go meet him. <laughs> so always recruiting, always looking for it wherever you go. I always find though that uh, if you find somebody who is in that kind of a sales role, there's a, there's a different personality because you're coming to them. How do you filter yes. the difference between those people who are very pleasant and reactive and very service oriented and the people who can actually go out, make a cold call, deal with the rejection, and still have that same service orientation. I, I saw more than service orientation is what I guess I was trying to say. I get good customer service. There's a difference between over-the-top interpersonal, and that's what he was, over-the-top. And there's a difference between command and control as opposed to, because he was controlling what I was thinking and doing, as opposed to, may I help you? If you need anything else, not that at all. This was somebody who was in control of the process, and that's what I'm looking for. So, uh, so, so, Lucy, you know, a lot of this, that, that, that experience speaks to the subject of experience. So clearly, you've had to expand your recruiting efforts to people that don't have media sales experience. Absolutely. So what types of experiences and jobs, um, you know, really kind of, set the alarms off to you like that's someone I want to talk to that's someone who has some the job or the experience or both that could translate well to success in in, in advertising sales well I always look for something in outside sales um, if, if they've had any outside sales experience they at least know how difficult it is to go on doors day after day um, that they can take that rejection so I look for that um, I look for 
somebody who, as, as you would, you may have started out uh, mowing lawns, um, but they've progressed into some areas, been promoted in their organizations, some kind of ambition. They, they wanted to grow. And then the other thing that I do all the time, and, and I say this to my clients, what's 15 minutes going to kill me out of my life? I'm going to pick up the phone and call those guys. Let's see what they've got. 15 minutes isn't going to kill anybody. So I, I'll waste 15 minutes in the hopes that that person in the first 15 minutes of a conversation, I can hear enough to decide whether or not I want to move on. I also sensed from some comments you made early on when Keith and I first started talking to you is that you're not a fan of hiring across the street. I'm not. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, first of all, <laughs> why are they looking? Yeah. What's going on? What's happened? What makes them interested now? Now, if I were to go recruit them, that would be another story. If I knew somebody that I really thought I wanted for some reason, I would recruit from another station. But hiring from another station as opposed to really recruiting is another whole story. Um, and how about the, if somebody's looking? How about the difference between hiring TV reps and radio reps? Are they are they poke me in the eye with a stick? <laughs> Haven't had a lot of luck. Yeah, yeah. So let now I, I as a television person hiring from radio I've had some good luck mm-hmm. but not the not other, the way, other around. way around. It's just a different animal. Yep. Radio is so highly competitive in every market and television hasn't been now it is today. We because video is everywhere it is more competitive today. But and so I haven't even I may <laughs> Shame on me. I may need to go look at my model all over again because it is a lot more competitive today. <laughs> so, so Lucy, what, what uh, evaluation tools, when you get a candidate into your funnel, what evaluation tools are you using and that you would recommend? Well, I have my own screener, um, which I have developed over the years. Um, I have added lots to it in the last few years. For example, a few years ago, having a marketing mind wasn't really very important. There was enough RFP business that you needed to be able to have good customer service. But today, you need to be able to go develop business and you need to have a business knowledge. You need to have a marketing mind. Those things, you need to have some knowledge of how digital works. And so all of those have been added to my screener for product information and your ability to translate. But the things that we know are important in sales is that internal drive. What is it that keeps you motivated? What is it that makes you have the guts to get out and go knock on another door when you've just been rejected three times? What is it in you that makes that happen? And can you get all the damn paperwork done? Can And there's... There's nothing about media sales that's A, B, C, D, E. It is all over the place. You have to do production. You have to write copy. You have to get the promotions done. You have to, It's just not A, B, C. And so are you a person that has a brain that can hold all of those things together and keep them from falling through the cracks? Are you that organized? Do you? This is still a relationship business. Yeah. It's true. I don't buy from people I don't like. Right. right. And so can you build that relationship with 
in a, it quickly and long term. Can you do that? So all of those things I'm looking for, and all of those are in my screener. And after I have screened, I am using, there are so many good tools out there. Um, I know, Jackson, you use Divine a lot. Right, right. Um, I like Divine. I think it measures too many things. I've, I've yeah. <laughs> mentioned that to you in the past. Um, I use Profiles International right now, um, which is owned by uh, the Wiley Group which I think now owns Divine as well. Um, they're a big conglomerate. And um, I have several clients that use the CSS online tool that's called the OSTI. I don't think it makes a difference which one you use. Uh, the whole point of it is to see what talents are strong, what are, can I work with the ones that aren't very strong, or is this somebody that I can't? work with because they just don't have enough talent in any area to make them really successful. So is it your experience that those screeners actually help in, in, in finding the right talent? Does it in, improve your success ratio? I guess that's my question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you take what I am gleaning, because I most all of the tools right now that are being used are online the, the questioning is not as good as if I can hear a story. I want to hear the stories. I want to hear about the best sale you ever made. I want to hear about a time you got past the gatekeeper and it was really difficult. I want to hear the stories. And the online profiling, there's no story. You're having, I'm more like this or I'm more like this. Well, maybe I'm not more like either one of those. Maybe I'm somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I can hear that in the stories. So once you bring somebody on board... You know, Keith and I talk about this all the time. It, it's so much different than it used to be. You know, there's the, you know, throw yellow pages at them, give them 90 days worth of draw on their, on their own. How do you recommend onboarding a new account exec today? Hold on. <laughs> With this manual that I've written. Oh, okay. There you go. And it's about 120 pages so far, and I need to improve it. And so with my clients, I do the onboarding with them. This, they, they get it, salespeople get this manual, and I am on the phone with them three days a week, making them do, this, this is not just read it and weep, this is do the work, because it makes them do the work. Histories of the station, history of radio, history of the competitors, I mean, it, history of the market, uh, do a, a marketplace analysis. They, they're going to learn the business. And if if you were to look at a typical salesperson, how much time do you think a sales manager should give that salesperson to mature into the kind of salesperson that's going to be successful? First year sucks. Second year sucks less. <laughs> um, you you need you need to be able to uh, commit uh, the a good year. Now, I think I can. I've been, I've been doing this onboarding with my clients for mm, probably four years, maybe five. And I can tell in the first 90 days whether or not we've got somebody that's going to make it. Mm, gotcha. Um, at the end of that 90 days, I can say to the owner, give me another 60 days. And I'll really be able to tell because I'm on the fence with this one. Um, but give me another 60 days with them. 
But at the end of six months, if you don't have a clear picture of what they're doing, I track account business. I give them ideas. I have a spreadsheet on every one of them. <laughs> so this this tracks back, Lucy, to also uh, the other part of that coin is you know how much time you give. But but how are you, how how is compensation for new salespeople done these days? I mean, what what kind of things do you see working well? Well, I will just use a one client as an example who used to do ninety days, uh, guaranteed ninety days, and then the sales managers would be. Um, begging for another 90 days, and at the end of that 90 days, they'd be begging for another 90 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my opinion, that means that that hire feels like they're falling off the cliff every month. How can you, with you need to be confident when you are walking into a new prospect. How can you have any confidence if you don't know if you're going to have a paycheck next month? So we do nothing less than a year here now, nothing less than a year. And it's guaranteed commissions. That's how we, what we call it, guaranteeing that you're going to make this amount of money, guaranteeing a commission. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to make it to the year. If, if just because they have a year's guarantee at the end of six months, if you're not going to make it, we need to have that call, that talk. You know, mm-hmm. that talk. But I'm having that talk when I am training. I'm having that talk all the time. Yeah, yeah. Tell me why that didn't happen. Tell me why you didn't go in. Tell me why that didn't close. Tell me what we should do next. I'm feeling you you have hesitation when you're needing to go to a new prospect. That's what this job is about. How are you going to be able to do that day in and day out? So I'm having that conversation a lot. And so, do you, do you find that people in working under you in that situation, in, in that way, you know, being regularly coached but evaluated and, and and assisted and everything else, they end up weeding themselves out more often than not. Yeah, yep, they do. And isn't that better for everyone? Lucy, um, yeah. there's realizing it's just not for me. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. You know, a million other questions. I'm sure that uh, we have, but I'm just going to ask you one final question here, and that is if. If, if somebody who's listening to this or watching this podcast, if you were to leave them with one bit of advice in terms of recruiting, what would that be? Can I give you more than one? Um, get to know, if you have a college, get to know the Dean of Communications. They look for speakers all the time. Be there. Network all the time. Chambers, whatever it is. Network, network, network. Ask your friends. Don't don't forget to ask for referrals. Go in to meet your clients every now and then and ask them who's calling on you from the supplier that's really good that I ought to know. Be asking all the time. So it goes to the point we talked about earlier, which is you're always recruiting in one way or another, aren't you? Always recruiting. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you've got to have that sniffer all the time. <laughs> Well, believe me, we've all been working on that over the years, and uh, you've done it better than anybody. So thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your wisdom with us today. I don't know where half an hour went, but it's gone. So Good to see you both. Thank you so much, Lucy. And if anybody wants to get a hold of you, is there Sales Sense? That's the name of your company, Lucy Rice at Sales Sense, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of hard to find sometimes. (laughs) I think it's by design occasionally. I think it is, too. 
Lucy, thank you. But Lucy, they know great you. To... They know how to find you. That's true. They, they do. And we know how to find you. So, yeah. Lucy, great, great to see you. Um, continued success. You're always the best. And thank you so much for sharing today. Good to see you both.